Happy Friday, everyone. This is Richard. And Steve is here as well. And this is the bi-weekly Fuck Is Our Mantra podcast. Yes. Here, here we are. It has been a busy seven days. Seven? Oh, that's right. We did do one last week. So we're, we're taping this on Thursday night, a night before it's supposed to drop, which is not the most uh, <laughs> unstressful thing in the world. Whoops. Um, but this time last week, we were, um, it'd be 640, so we were... Just landing in San Diego, um, trying to track down our bags and get the kid and get the car. And it's been a crazy, yeah, crazy week. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> Why don't we just start there then? Well, don't we want to start with the fuck of the week, or do you want to? Sure, I'll go first, just because mine's a little less funny. More just life happens. Shit. <laughs> um, so when we left to go to San Diego, which if you had have listened to um, the special episode that we put out. Uh, two one one week ago, um, called Semper Fi, we went to San Diego to celebrate um, Steve's brother's graduation from the Marine Corps boot camp, and um, we'll talk about that in the main part of this episode. But when we left, Kennedy had started to get a head cold, her first one, um, and so we were doing the normal no sucking thing and keeping her clean as best as possible, and. Um, it was this trip both there and back when she decided that she only wanted to be on my lap on the airplane. <laughs> and if you know me and you're getting to me, get, getting to know me through this podcast, I like to read and do things when I'm on an airplane and I didn't get to do any of those things. Um, so the, the fuck of the week for me is coming back. Um, I have gotten sick as you can probably tell by my voice here today um so my daughter has given me her first cold so yay me <laughs> my luck i'll have it next week, so it's fine uh how good of a dad you are talking about parenting you know uh, you take care you get it you gotta do what you gotta do and she only wanted me it's true uh when he says that <clears throat> it's he she literally i would hold her and it was just she would stare at him, yep. and then she would realize that I'm holding her, and she would cry. Um, and that's and, the last thing you want on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'm obviously not going to annoy all these people around me to, you know, just to hold her. So there you go. But the weird thing was, is she was not like that. The trip on the trip, it was just on the plane. Well, graduation day though, too. That's true. She only wanted me. True. Which is why I, I'm the one who got burnt, because I had to worry about her getting burnt uh, and not protecting myself. But again, life of being a parent, I guess. Uh, so you can tell who the favorite father is, and she's only three months old. So far. She's going to come to hate me. I'm fine. screwed. No, she's going to come to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> My fuck of the week is... Um, Mortifying and and amazing. Uh, typical fashion Steve idiocy, right? All up summed in about twelve seconds. Um, I was actually at work, and um, I was uh, coming back from the trip. It was it was I was super super focused because because there was like a hundred emails that I hadn't even touched yet. And so I was really like in the zone. I was completely and utterly in the zone, super focused on my computer. When I get like that, I tend to block out the world. And 
Um, literally you could talk to me and I probably wouldn't even pay attention because I'm just that focused. Um, and so I was doing that and I was hammering through emails and all this stuff. And, um, one of my coworkers comes up behind me and, um, she is super fun. She's just kind of a bubbly personality. Absolutely adore her. And, uh, she, said really loud, Steve, and she was scaring me. So Richard can attest to this. Scaring me is probably never a good option for you. First of all, I never typically scare you. I'm just trying to gently wake you up, and I still get the same response as what's about to happen. (laughs) So that's true. You still scare me. It's not intentional, but you still scare me. Um, I think most people would jump or scream or say a, a cuss word. Uh, not Steve. It is a uh, <laughs> fight or flight response, and it is definitely the fight of the fight or flight response. Um, in this, so I was so startled. I literally, um, my right arm just swung directly back and hit her right in the breast. And I'm not talking side boob here, folks. I'm talking full-on cuppage on her boob. And <laughs> I'm just, I've already heard this story, and I'm losing it again. I so It gets better, I promise. So instantly, thank God I'm a gay man, let's be real, because, whoa, that could just be a lot of... A lot of conversations need to happen. A lot of tension in that moment, yep. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I felt so bad because I instantly knew what I did, and it was like this knee-jerk reaction. I just wailed off and hit her. And what do I do? I get up, I turn around, and I hug her. And I'm like, in in this moment, I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck are you doing? You just hit her in the tit, and now you are hugging her what the fuck? And so I'm like, oh my God, like I kind of stepped back and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Long story short, um, things are great. Honestly, we've laughed it off and it's kind of become this internal rolling joke. And, um, it's, it's been this wonderful kind of thing that's come from it. But, uh, holy crap. I had yoga about an hour later and it's, thank God I did because I could not come down from, that like mortification. I know I was red in the face. I was sweating. I mean, I was shaky. I, it was terrible. You're, you're, you're shaky because you assaulted someone twice in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening and you know who you are, <laughs> again, I apologize. You've told me to stop apologizing, but I still feel bad. <laughs> so um, I definitely left that moment saying, oh, oh fuck, I need to go home. Yeah. So you texted me and said, I've got a mortifying story and I had no idea what to expect. So that definitely, uh, yeah, definitely mortifying. So mm-hmm. moral of the story is don't scare me because yeah. you may get so, a jump, you may get a cuss, you may get a full on. And typically a full on hit is what you get. Like yeah. it's very much in, in bed, whatever, like you swing, you just. And it's not, it's not intentional. Like I don't think, oh, uh, he pissed me off and I'm going to swing at you. It's really not. Like I usually feel bad right afterwards. As you should. Like I'm trying to be nice and considerate <laughs> and get you off the couch and go to bed and you're here. It's more of like, it's just my immediate response to someone like touching me or scaring me or I don't know. Yeah. I, I need my space. I need my bubble. Yes, you do. So. <laughs> 
and and people who interact with you need their bubble too of protection just to not get hit. Well, yeah, don't come near me. Yeah. It's scare me. You have That's to worry right. about it. Yeah. So, been, so yeah, it's been a fun week. Yeah, and that's the end of this week. Yes, it's been uh, it's been a, it's been a busy week for us. And so when we come back, we've got um, a crazy story that we were told that we went to my parents' house um, the week before we went to San Diego to celebrate my parents' thirty fifth wedding anniversary. Um, may not be appropriate for the kiddos, but it's pretty freaking hilarious. Um, and some other stuff about our San Diego trip that we and want to share with you. and mortifying. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, Steve here. Um, We are so excited to launch uh, Brooke and Co. I know we've talked about that in the past, but um, you know, these are t-shirts that we are really, really passionate about. Um, They they are super comfortable. They wash well, they wear well. They can take you from running around town with the kids to dinner with your friends when we can go back and do that again. Um, And so uh, just to make sure you guys are able to try them, I wanted to give you guys a discount code. So head to brookandco.com and enter the code MANTRA, and you'll get 10% off your order. Um, Like I said, it is MANTRA, M-A-N-T-R-A, and you'll get 10% off of your entire order. And you know what? If you try them, please reach out. Let us know what you think, how comfortable you are, what you love about it, and uh, enjoy. Thanks, guys. Okay, so we're back. Um, Luckily, usually these mortifying, hilarious stories come from my end because I'm just a big idiot. Not this one. This one comes from Richard's side of the family. So I'm going to give a pre-story that my dad told us, told us kids years and years and years ago. Um, he had to have been a, he had to been a, able to drive um, because he and his buddies borrowed someone's station wagon or truck or something, and someone's BB gun. Dad, I apologize for telling this story. Uh, he lived in a small farm town, and they were being rascals, and they decided that they were going to use this BB gun and knock off neighborhood cats. Um, <laughs> this is a real positive story already. <laughs> so I think this is where uh, someone got inspiration for uh, what happened recently. Um, so my sister... Was was telling us this story. She had to cut down a tree for some reason in, in her. In her she, did, she was kind of redoing the front of her house. Yeah. She she painted the house. She relayed new concrete, and there was this big pine tree that was kind of right in the front, and it was like almost overlapping some of the sidewalk. Yeah, and it was kind of in this weird place. And my sister loves animals. Like she has two cats. I just got a dog. Like loves animals. Well, she's telling us a story about they cut this tree down. And as they're kind of cutting off branches and stuff and getting ready to to dispose of, they hear she hears high pitched squeaks. So if you're a movie movie fan, Christmas Christmas movie fan like I am, and love Christmas Vacation, when you think of pine tree and high pitched squeaks, you think of a squirrel, right? So when she's telling us a story, I'm thinking there's there's an adult squirrel going to jump out at you, and this story is going to be amazing. Well, there was squirrels involved. They cut down this tree, and it had a nest from a mother who had given birth to baby squirrels. So they cut down this tree. These baby squirrels just fell down to the well, ground. <clears throat> the mom went running. The mom went the running. Mom got scared yes. and run off. As and any mother would. Yep. You cut down my home. Yep. And, <laughs> and, and we babies. should be clear that squirrels are not birds. So squirrels don't typically abandon their babies like birds do if they get, like if the smell of the nest changes or, right. or whatever. So 
Continue. Uh, so I forget if she sees the mom run away. Run away. Yeah, and so I they know that did. there's so they know there's babies there. So um, they try to figure out what to do. Now take a moment and think about what you might do in this moment. And cover your ears, kids, for the next yeah, couple next, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> this is where it gets a little not okay. And I'm still scarred from the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. Uh so my sister decides, with the blessing of my father, who is there helping her, and who has a history of... Yeah, he provided her this idea. He did provide her the idea. So this cat killer <laughs> provided this idea. moved on to other animals. <laughs> so the idea was just put the babies in a plastic bag and take them to the trash can. In the garage, yeah. So she... Tied up the trash bag. Wrangled up the baby squirrels... And put them in a trash bag and, and tied it. Suffocated and suffocated And suffocated these poor baby squirrels. And I, I, I sat there I, when we, I heard we, this. I was like. I was losing it. What the actual <laughs> fuck? Because I should have I done quick research. But like in that situation, if squirrels are like bunnies, the mother would have come back for the babies. Just don't, don't mess with them. Um, but they just, she decided to just. Uh, off them. Off them. Yeah, for being in the tr- wrong tree. <laughs> I, I got I I I don't think I've still quite come to terms with this story. I, I I couldn't do that. I I don't know. I'm a big advocate of animals, so in general, so I have a hard time. Yeah, I, I could never do that myself, no, obviously. No. But I'm like, those they were helpless little poor yep. little babies. Yep. So, welcome to how the, this week has started. Yes. So uh, <laughs> you can let the kids come back now. Um, so yeah, we, we had some family fun. The, the, the time with the family was great. Um, had a good time playing in the yard with with our nephew. Um, our niece was also celebrating her thirteenth birthday. I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. She turned a teenager, even though she doesn't want to be a teenager quite yet. Um, and obviously, everyone loves seeing Kennedy. So it was actually the last time that we're all going to be together before the fourth grandkid comes into the picture. So that's uh, true, and that was the first time your brother had met Kennedy. Yep, this is very true, very true. So, so it was it was a good day, um, and then we went to San Diego. Yeah, like three days later. Yeah, with which, a three month old, which was incredible. Um, <clears throat> so we were busy, and the, I mean, we already told you about people. We already told all of you about the flight and how Kennedy was so clingy. Um, I mean, aside from the clingy to Richard, she was actually really good. She was she a great baby. She slept a ton. Like, she only fussed a couple times, and it was more so for gas or, you know, she's got to rip a fart out or something. Um, but got to San Diego on Thursday, and my mom had never met Kennedy yet either. So it was one a big grandma and granddaughter um, uniting for the first time. And it was really, um, it was the first time I think I had seen my mom probably doed that much love and affection on, on someone that wasn't me or my brother. Um, and so it was really cool to see like my mom just kind of like snapped right back into this mommy mode that she hasn't done in 21 years. Um, and that was so cool. So cool to watch. And Kennedy was pretty fussy. Um, by that point it was just been a long day, but so she was kind of fussy and crying and but um, my my goodness, I was like, "Oh, mom, you're so good at this." Yeah, she was. So we actually went and got um, 
for those of you who may be from California or those of you, I guess, who aren't, this is probably a good education moment. We went and got California burritos. Um, and I've, I've learned that not, of a lot, not a lot of Iowans know what that is. And it's, it's essentially an amazing burrito with um, like chorizo in it or um, carne asada. And they have French fries, French fries. In, in there as well, which sounds like a weird combination, but it is kick-ass. Yes. Um, which ironically, now that I think about it, we also love um, Euros in New York City that have French fries in them. The, if it has French, French fries, fries here, it's a winner. Yeah. yeah, fried food. Period. We're good. Um, so I we went and got some some California burritos from my local place that I used to, I used to live in San Diego, uh, very close to this location. So I we went and grabbed that and grabbed some nachos for mom and went to visit. I think we were so tired. <laughs> we were like, okay, let's just go to bed. Um, and at this point, Kennedy was already starting to get sick. Yeah, um, she, was she needed to eat the best sniffles yeah. and. Um, the next morning, it was like, what, 8, eight o'clock in the morning, 8.30, that we went right to my brother's graduation, yep. um, which was on the Marine Corps Recruitment... MCRD, Depot. Depot, that's what Marine it is, Corps. MCRD, yeah. um, which I had never been there before. I'd lived in San Diego for five years, had never set foot on that base before, yep. and um, really cool. It, it feels military, and you know it when you're there, and you see everyone military walking around, and but you can also feel like a sense of respect when you walk on on those grounds, which I thought was quite humbling. So, yeah, because so we heard people talking while we were there, and then afterwards we were talking to to Steve's brother, and he said that that particular day we were there was a Friday, and they call it Black Friday, and I was like, what is one time a year? Like, what is this deal? And Black Friday is any Friday where new recruits come in and get assigned to their drill sergeants, which is apparently a big deal because that's the person who's basically going to be your dad, your guardian, your master <laughs> for 45, 50 days. And so um, it was a big deal, and it was happening that day. And so it was just kind of cool to see new recruits coming in, and you could tell they were new because they could not walk step together. And then all the ones who were graduating who stood at attention and marched perfectly. And, yeah. uh, it, it was, I don't come from a military family. My, 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 my mom's father did serve. Um, none of us in the next generation served. Um, and so to see it in person and to experience it, knowing that your family does have uh, a pretty significant military background service background, um, was, yeah. It was incredible for me, so I can't even imagine what it was for your family and your mom yep. to sit there and watch your brother achieve something that, that so few people achieve. Well, and it's it's emotional. I think, like you said, we have so much history in my family. Um, both of my grandparents, my grandfathers on both sides, served in multiple wars. My stepdad served That's right. um, in multiple as well. Um I just I I couldn't I didn't have the balls to do it frankly. <laughs> I'm really glad my brother you know picked up that that torch and kind of ran with it because I definitely yeah was not that guy. Yeah. Um, and but I, I think the part that there was many emotional moments during the service which I honestly wasn't expecting. But the first one that really kind of shocked me was um, before anything started, they they had all of the recruits on the far end of the parade deck, is what they call that, like where they all do their marching in and stuff. They had to call that the parade deck. They had them come in and line up. And I think they stood there perfect for 20 minutes at least. Uh, well, it was probably a half hour. They didn't yeah. move. Yep. And it was like 
it was hot. It was sunny. You, they were in you like their, uh, they call them the, like the green dress or something like yeah. the green dresses, something like that. And it's like green top, blue bottom with the hat on. Oh my goodness. Yep. I, it, it, you just knew, no, it was hot. Yep. And, um, the band is doing their thing. And that whole time that the band is standing, the uh, banding is like warming us up and getting us introduced to all these songs. They're still just standing there. Yep. Um, which I was like, holy crap, motionless. It's like you're looking at a postcard or something. It was crazy. Um, and then, you know, they, we go through this, you know, the, the processional and we go through, they do like some marches and I really, I really started to lose it. I lost like actual tears when, um, they kind of went to the far end, looped back around and marched in front of everybody, every, every company platoon. Sorry. This is told you I'm not meant for the military. Every platoon. There were K company. And there were six platoons. Yes. Each platoon marched in front of like the stands that were assigned to that platoon. Um, so like my brother literally walked right in front of us and that's when I lost it because it, he looked so good and he looked tired and exhausted, but also incredibly proud of himself. And, um, obviously with my family history, that was like, wow, yeah, this shit is real. Yeah. And the way that like his body composure, the way that he, um, treated just it's not like he treated people poorly beforehand it's just the way he treats people now is different than yep. when he did beforehand um and you know every time an officer would walk by they're required to you know salute and say you know hello sir and their name whatever um so really cool very cool I and mean, what was your favorite highlight so I was babysitting a child who was being fussy, so I didn't get to enjoy it as much as, as I think you and your mom probably did, which was fine. Like It was my job to take care of the kids so you guys could really experience it. Um, my favorite was um, there was one moment where they had all the, all the, all the recruits. Um, they all said something back. I forget what they said back. The end? Was it at the end? Yeah, it was like, like the, during their dismissal yeah. and, and the... Their drill sergeant yelled something to them yeah. and said "Ura!" and they turned around and uh, yeah. gathered. That, that was that was yeah. cool um, because at that moment, that's you, you made it right. Yeah, um, I think the other one was at the end, like the end end. Um, when it was all said and done, your mom went and got Michael first, and then we we had kept it a surprise that we were coming. Um, from him mm-hmm. because it, it, when he signed up, we didn't know if we'd be, how Kennedy would travel anyway. So we didn't want to promise we'd be there. Um, and getting time off was going to be a challenge because we were taking so much time to, to have her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just kept it a secret. So he had no idea we were there. Let's reveal that secret after a commercial break. Did you know that the sixth leading cause of death in the United States is Alzheimer's disease? and that one in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's or other dementia, and it kills more than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. I know times are tough, but I'm asking for your help. As the chair of the Iowa Board of Directors of the Alzheimer's Association for the next two years, I am working harder than ever to raise awareness and to raise funds to rid the world of Alzheimer's and all other dementias. And your money doesn't just go to research. It goes to care and support groups, which are free by the way, the 24-hour hotline, which is free by the way, to education and awareness programs in every community across the country. And it does go to research. 
The Alzheimer's Association is the third leading funder of research and the highest funder of research that is a non-governmental entity in the world. And they're making strides each and every day. So please, give it some thought. If you're interested, please click the link in the show notes to donate to our Alzheimer's walk team today. Your money stays in the local communities to impact, to support, and to educate people all across the country about Alzheimer's, the warning signs, and how to get care and support. This is a disease that is quiet, but it's continually taking away lives of people all around us, including my great aunt, my neighbor, and a dear family friend. Again, the link is in the show notes to go and support our walk to end Alzheimer's. And if you just want more information, you can go to ALZ.org. So it's all said and done, and uh, Michael finds his mother, and they had seen each other the day before. They do a family day, so they'd kind of already had their, I haven't seen you in nine weeks or 12 weeks, whatever, however long the program is. Um, So it was more of a, I'm so proud of you moment, and then um, you had kind of walked closer to them. Yeah, I... I saw them hugging, yeah, yeah. whatever, and I was like, okay, well, Richard's Richard's got the baby. I can, I need to probably just go say hi. Yep. And I walk up, and he sees me, and all he says is, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Like, over and over <laughs> again. He was so surprised that that I, that we came, and I, he just, right after he said that, he just started to bawl. Yeah. And, like, weep. So I'm watching from probably 25 feet away, um... And to see that embrace between you two was so powerful um, because at this point it's two grown men, two brothers. um, And there's just, there was just so much love in that moment from, from my seat. Um, I can't imagine what it was like. It still makes me cry. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I just, I gave him a kiss on the cheek, actually probably more than neck because we were hugging, but I just said, I'm so proud of you and I'm so glad that I got to be here too. Yeah to be a part of this moment. And I mean, I was, and I still am. It's, it, I could not do that. That's something yeah. I, I just couldn't do. Yeah. And the way he upholds our family honor in that way. Yeah. Um, it, it's incredibly heroic. So. so, so then he, I don't know if you told him to walk towards me or if he saw the kid or if you said Kennedy is over there, I said, come on, they're both here too. Okay. Um, so he starts walking towards me. I'm holding Kennedy, and and we kind of give each other a side hug because I can't really give a full hug because I'm holding a child. <laughs> um, and we just stood there, my you know, holding him, and he's like rubbing her head. And I was like, "Do you want to hold her?" Because he was, I could tell he was like beyond emotional. And I was like, "If you don't feel like you can hold her, like I'm." Yeah, but he he thought about it for a second. He's got tears running down his face, and Kennedy had finally stopped fussing. Um, and he's like, no, I want to do it now. So I handed her over, and um, and he it was nothing. No, what what an incredible first like, moment for for oh my gosh for our daughter to to be with her yeah. marine uncle for sure. I was I mean then that's probably the third time I got really emotional is like watching my daughter with my brother who is so for those of you who don't know my brother is fifteen years younger than I am, um, and so I was I vividly remember a lot of his childhood and him being a baby (laughs) and I helped a lot with you know the care of him when he was young and that's where a lot of my experience for Kennedy came in and so it was very surreal to see like this little man that I held and rocked and fed and tickled as you know a three-month-old 
is now a 21 year old who is holding my three month old. Yeah. Um, I, I started crying again. Yeah. I was, it's, it's crazy powerful. Yeah. So it was a big week for a lot of reasons. Um, yeah. So then we got to hang out with the family a little bit before they had to take off. Yep. Um, got him in and out cause that's what he wanted. Um, him being my brother. Yeah. Sorry. That's what, what Michael wanted. Um, then we took him to the airport. Yep. Um, and then we went to the beach. Then we went to the beach. Um, uh, this is when we turned into <laughs> bad parents. So in, during the um, <clears throat> during the graduation, we put sunscreen sunscreen on her. on her. It's like this all natural shit that is like SPF thirty. I'm not convinced it works. Um, she got a little red at the graduation. So we, I was like, okay, we're at smoke. And, and before, before, like, we, we lathered her legs, lathered her face, and I held a blanket over her face the entire time. Like, I was not, like, not caring, being willy-nilly. Like, yeah. I was very concerned that she was very getting true. too much sun. Good disclaimer. Yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I worked my ass off with that blanket. And I'm over here. I was over there sweating. Yep. And I got burned. I'm peeling right now. So. Yep. So, so we we went to the beach. I was like, I'm at some near some of my favorite beaches. We're not gonna not go, especially since Kennedy's never been to one. Um, an ocean. I just love the ocean. It's a, just definitely a, a place of peace for me. So we went, and I was like, okay, I know she, we're, we don't have a hat or anything, but we're gonna like super super lather her up. So I get her in the back seat, and she's like has so much lotion on her. She's like she's white, paper white. <laughs> I mean, I put it in her hair. I put it all over her earlobes. I mean, elbow, you name it. It, it was covered. Um, we didn't stay long at the beach. It was honestly... It was 10 a, minutes. Like, it was max. there and back. It was literally just an, enough to put her feet in and... Get a couple quick pictures and we walked just back. Just kind of enjoy the moment with her real quick yeah. and leave. And um, she got a fucking sunburn. Yeah. And not nothing huge. It's already gone. It's already gone like, for her. Like way gone. Yeah. And it, honestly, I don't even think it hurt her that much. Um, but it was like, uh, I don't know. I was like, how? <laughs> I basically but put now a we, now we know. coating of butter on her. And <laughs> I still got, she still got sunburned. So parenting fail. We learned the lesson. Don't trust the natural shit and move on. SBF 100. Uh, so the last thing we did, um, we went back to the hotel, we took a nap cause we were all tired. Um, and then Steve wanted to go to his, his favorite stomping grounds in the city, um, grab some food and have a drink. So we did that. Yeah. It's, it's the, what we affectionately call the gayborhood. Um, <clears throat> and the, uh, the martini bar that we went to is actually called martinis above fourth. So if you guys are from San Diego, you probably know of this bar. It's been around a long time. Um, it's kind of went through a little bit of a transformation in terms of like their audience and, and their entertainment. But right now, like now it's kind of like this cabaret slash jazzy music bar with the largest martinis you'll probably ever have in your life. Um, they're 10, I think they're 10 ounce martinis. Um, they're big. They're and big. there's like what eighty classics. Oh, at least there's a, there's a lot of choices. Like they're they're known for their uh, specialty martinis, and they're every flavor. And you, it's just insane. So had some good music. Kennedy was passed out, so we just kind of laid, hung out there, and um, stayed in the car seat. And she just chilled for the hour. Yeah, and we just had a couple drinks, which was nice to kind of be like, oh, okay. We're actually not at home, and that's okay. Yeah. And we're having a drink, 
and she's asleep, and I could take a breath, and it's okay. <laughs> that doesn't happen very much nowadays. It does not. Uh, so, yeah, and then the next day we came home, unfortunately. Yeah, it was a rapid trip. So, and then the next day was right back to work. Oh, yeah. no, the next day was Sunday. Sunday, but I had a lot to do because we've been gone for three days. And, and Kennedy was actually ramping up her sickness yeah. at that point. And, and then two days later, I woke up and I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and by the end of the day, I was like, yep, got to get some medication. Yes. So I have two children on my hands now. Both of them are sick. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, Although I don't need my pacifier every five minutes. I'm pretty good with that. Give it time, folks. Give it time. If it would soothe me, I would do it. <laughs> uh, anyone, anyone out there know of an adult-sized pacifier we could find? That would be an amazing Instagram photo. I don't think I want to do it. But I think, we, I think we're going to have to. Because if you can find one, we'll send, 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 send it our way. <laughs> <laughs> so, And then like two days later, I hit a boob. You hit a boob. Yeah. So, and here we are. We, tomorrow is, well, when, when you guys hear this, it is Friday. Thank God for that. And it needs to be. Yes. It needs to be. Although Richard has a really cool thing on Saturday. Why don't you do, tell people about that? So Saturday is, the, is my second annual um, bike ride for the Alzheimer's Association. So technically tomorrow is the summer solstice, so the longest day of the year. And um, the, the Alzheimer's Association uses that day to do events all day long throughout the country from, from anyone, um, doing whatever they love, whatever they're passionate about. Just You're basically supposed to do it all day um, and raise money through that process, um, which most of it stays in the local communities. And so I've, I've chosen to do a bike ride because it's fun. You get to be outside, and um, physical activity is a good... Um, it's a. It's one of the things that you should do to reduce your risk for Alzheimer's and dementia, and so it kind of just made sense. So we're going to do that Saturday from ten to five ish, um, riding around to different locations throughout Des Moines. We've got a bunch of raffle things to give away, so it's going to be a great day. If you guys are in or around the Des Moines area, you want to join, you have a bike. It's not too late. I don't think. And no, and we set it up where if you only can do part of the day, like we've got a schedule, so like you'll know where we're going to be at 2 o'clock, you can jump in. Guys, there's some good prizes, too. I kind of want to like steal a couple of them before he gives them away, because yep. they're, they're real some good, good stuff. Yeah. Like, and it's fun. Shit. Yeah. So. Um, the locations that we're stopping at, they're all giving away t-shirts and drinks and bottles of wine and... Not sure how the person who wins that's going to cart that around, but that's not my problem. So they just have to drink it. <laughs> it's fine. Just, just drink it. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing Saturday. Um, it's one of the things that I love doing, and people love to do it with me. So yeah, super proud of you. I could nope, I, nope. Too much biking. Well, we'll put a link in the show notes if you want to learn more about it or donate. You don't have to live here to, to support the cause. I do. I support that cause just because I, my great aunt Maida passed away from Alzheimer's about a decade ago. So it's one that that I care about on a personal level. And correct me, do you have to be here to win? No. If you if so, you donate, you do not have to. to so be if you donate. Here. So just I, donate by ten o'clock on Saturday. So if you donate online, no matter if you live in Maine or right. California, um, you're still eligible when, to win the prizes. Yep. Which I'm not sure if you have laid out anywhere for people, but it'll be on that page. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, there's like I said, there's really good prizes. So if you guys are open for it, um, give to to this, and uh, hey, you may win some cool shit. Yeah. So. So that's been our that's been our week, and uh, as always, we're so thankful you spent uh, this time with us, hearing our crazy ass stories, and 
we're always available on on Instagram um, at Richard and Steve on Twitter at Fuck Is Our Mantra. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Questions about adoption, questions about how we're raising a 16-week-old, um, how we manage to do this podcast and still have a life for ourselves. <laughs> we, we are an open book, and we're happy to answer any questions you have, so send them our way. And please do not suffocate any squirrels. Yeah, that's a no-no. Thank you. Until <laughs> <laughs> next week, peeps. Bye. See you later. Thanks for listening to Fuck Is Our Mantra. It really, truly means the world to both of us. If you loved it, please give this a rating wherever you're listening and tell your friends about it. If you'd like to send us a message, email us at richardandstevepodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter, send us any kind of messages at Fuck Is Our Mantra and you can also find us on Instagram at richardandsteve. Thanks so much. This podcast was mixed and produced by Sprout Media, a digital media firm in Des Moines, Iowa, who believes in doing things differently. They believe in putting consumers and clients first, being a partner in marketing, and inspiring your tomorrow. They build websites, create digital media strategies, shoot and produce videos, and edit and produce podcasts just like this one. Check out Sprout Media at GoSproutMedia.com where you can subscribe to their podcast, The Buzz Addiction, or even request a free consultation. That's GhostBroughtMedia.com.